Hello everyone and welcome to Adventures in Slightly Above Average Parenting. I'm Max's mom, the artist formerly known as Candace, your guide into B-minus parenting and the beautiful relationships we build along the way. I hope this last week has been amazing for everyone. I hope your littles are doing great and that you all are living your best B-minus parent life and occasionally, you know, maybe bumped it up to a B-plus this week. I have to say in our house, it's been chaos squared, but it's been good and we're learning and growing and thriving together. This week, rather than jump into a nice conversation or a story about a lesson I learned with Max, I want to talk about the village. Um, one of the the greatest gifts that being a parent has given me is this amazing village of people that I'm raising my child with and that I get to be a part of their children's life. And I think that that deserves its own episode. So that's what we'll be talking about this week. In our parenting toolbox suggestion, I'm going to give you a tweak on something that you already do and it's going to be free 99 additional costs and it could and should add nice little bonding moments and quality time with you and your little and in our bonding with a book uh, suggestion it is a cute little loving book that I've read to Max since he was born and it's one of those affirmation books to truly make your little one feel special and to remind you and them that they are loved and that they really really have a purpose so Let's jump into It Takes a Village. There's this old saying that says, it takes a village to raise a child. And I found this really cute um, picture online that says, it takes a village to raise a child. Where can I get the directions? And I laughed so hard at that post. But then I thought about it and... I've encountered quite a few people over this parenting journey, Max is now seven, um, that do not have a village and I was flabbergasted and floored by it. I consider myself a product of an amazing village. Um, I was born in Inglewood in Chicago. My village consisted of Bass School. It consisted of St. Mary's Missionary Baptist Church. It consisted of my neighbors. It consisted of Whitney Young High School. Um, my village had a vested, true interest in my success. And I then further realized that that's not the story for a lot, and it should be. So as I entered my parenting journey, I was 31, um, having my first child, and I had no idea what to do. And truly in my circle of friends, there was only one person that had a child. We were single, happy women with no children. And I don't think many of us thought we would. I know I did it. And this idea of having a baby and now what became so overwhelming. And you know, you think, oh, the village just comes to you. And sometimes it does because for me, my village from when I was younger reached in as I was having a baby. So I, I really would adjust that 
it takes a village to raise a child. And I would add, and the job never ends because you need those same people as you get older. But then here I am in this new tech world with a baby and no idea what to do. So I'm reading all these books and yada, yada, yada. But something miraculous happened. Other people started getting pregnant around the same time. And we all were kind of in the same boat. And we all had different gifts. And we all believed in building whole, complete human beings with healthy social emotional values, um, compassion for the common man, um, good civic duties, and driven. And we talked more. And we started to spend time together. And then our kids started to spend time together. And then I realized I was building a village. Now, I am, you know, I tell you in one life I was a teacher, um, actor, entertainer, communications coach. I know sometimes when you listen to me on this podcast, you're just like, see, I just said, just like you're thinking how can she coach someone on communication and she sounds like a third grader? Well, I spend most of my time with little kids, in all fairness. But when I need to be professional, I am. However, you sit and you think, oh, we all have different gifts. How do I build this village without just saying, hey, you want to be a part of my village? And I'm going to say it's hard work, but it's worth the investment. It's making conscious efforts to plan time with each other. Now, my village, my village, I consider the main women in my village, my wives. Yes, you heard me correctly, my sister wives. And someone laughed at that moniker like, wait a minute, you mean like sister wives, like the TV show? No, we're not all married to one man. No, it's not like that. Wives as in you all have an intimate relationship, no, it's not like that. And yes, it is an intimate relationship, but not in the way that you think. This supersedes physical intimacy. And this is social, emotional intimacy in the sense that we we have those marital vows towards each other and each other's children. We are what we need to be for each other. For example, sickness and health. That is you or your child. You can pick up the phone and call and say, hey, I'm sick. Can you do this? Or John is sick. Can you pick up that? That is sickness and health. Richer or poor, our children and our village go without nothing they need. That means if you are laid off, I am laid off, the bills are due, somebody short something, we figure it out together. Sickness and health, rich or poor, uh, to death do us part until our children or us leave this earth and prayerfully our will go before our children and well, 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 a long time from now. This is the plan. We're together. And how do you do that? So for me, it was as simple as I have an only child and I don't want to do everything with just him. So we started events that we do together. The first one was something really silly. We called it bow tie and books. Most of the members of our village have boys and girls always have tea parties and boys never get to do anything. So we reserved a room at the local library. Everybody got dressed up. Boys are in their bow ties. Girls wore bows. 
We all put on dresses and whatnot, put snacks and juice boxes there, got some crayons and papers, and we read stories to them. Everybody had art time, we had snacks, the parents got to know each other a little better, and that was event one. Bowtie Books was great. I hired a photographer just because I'm a little extra so we could have photos of them dressed up and we could have photos together and everyone could just kind of relax and not have to worry about bringing out their phones to take photos. We just chilled and it was a great time. And that was the first of the events that I put together to try to build a cohesive village with those people who had children my age that shared and sometimes challenged my beliefs and were on the same page as far as the type of human beings we were trying to raise. We are not all the same, but we all are trying to build whole people. The next event we had was just gingerbread house decorating. And this has become an annual thing. Every single December, we get the kids together. And if you're unable to make it, you have a gingerbread party with friends of yours you build the gingerbread houses ahead of time so someone has to assemble them if you get the pre-made kits or go to the grocery store and buy one they're average ten dollars if you buy a smaller one and I because my gift is planning and doing things with little kids I set it up we put the and we make it a big thing and the kids come and they're you have to be okay with them eating candy that day and there's frosting and candy and the moms are there and we get community and we build and we talk about after school activities and books and this, that, and the other. And that, and in the end, they have these awesome houses that are theirs and they love them. And we also add community service to it. We get Christmas cards, we sign them and we donate them and give them to the senior senior living facility in which we take them ourselves. And then that helps build that village. And it's calling and asking for help with homework and knowing that you have a gift and sharing it with the, with the village. In my village, my main wives, hear me when I say it, my main wives, these women, I have gone on field trips with their children. They have gone on with mine because we believe somebody should be there. And me being the stay-at-home mom, usually I'm the call. And I happily take it. I take the photos. I take the trip. I get the lunches. We come up with different ways to do it. My my main wives all have gifts that I don't. I'm the edutainment expert. So anything homework and entertainment related, I'm the first call. Wife Letitia is a master shopper. She will find the kids Christmas coats for less than $10. Boots for the next year, less than $10. Summer stuff, swim stuff. If you need to find it, and you want it on a budget, you tell Letitia, she finds it. Alicia and Alicia, they are master chefs. Cooking is not my skill. Letitia can be put in on that as well. But they cook. And when I say they cook, they throw down. Max knows that when he wants something specific to eat, he knows which wife to call. Miss Alicia he wants her waffles. Miss Letitia, he wants her spaghetti. Miss Alicia, he just wants to eat at her house anytime. These are things that we do. We all have gifts and we feed into each other's children. He knows Miss Carla 
is always going to be down to come and support him at a game and he's going to go support Cameron. It's about making yourself available for each other and building some type of community. And it is really as simple as spending time together and getting to know each other as individuals and each other's gifts. Now, I say all that to say our kids are better off because of it. I know on my soccer team, Miss Iris has now, I've become her homework expert and I've also become an accountability partner for her little boy. I want to know how Jonathan is doing in school and he knows that I will cheer for him and chastise him equally so he has someone else in his corner to love and support him. I am the one that will research the books. That is me. That's why this podcast exists because I really want to help our children be better and Iris will find information for me and this, that, and the other. The village, excuse me, the village is a give and take situation that you build. So there are no directions to it. You create it and it looks how you want it to look. My village is full of amazing women, but we also have amazing men. Mr. Trey is the king of fit family fun. There are days we want to punch Mr. Trey in the face, metaphorically speaking, but inside we really have that feeling because he will sign us all up for a family race and all of us don't like running except him and Max. But because of Mr. Trey, Max has this earned, not given attitude towards medals. His soccer medals, we love soccer. He plays year round, participation trophies and whatnot. He sits them in a corner or in his toy box. But his kids race and his obstacle course and his mud run races, he hangs those on the wall because he earned them. And Mr. Trey says we earn our medals. That's what we get. Uncle Sean teaches us how to play basketball and how even when we miss, we try again. This is what a village takes because it is impossible. And I know we want to be everything to our children at all times. I want to be everything Max needs all the time, but it is virtually impossible. And I've had to accept that to be everything to him. That is why I surround him with people that cheer and chastise equally and are invested in his success and growth. And I want to challenge you all. If you're listening, you're thinking, man, I don't have that. Maybe you do, you just haven't taken that extra step to say, hey, why don't we get together and get the kids together and then you all talk and find out what your gifts are and how your gifts can benefit each other. I think our children are better in community. We're better in community and we can take a lot of the parental pressure off ourselves because we'll have other people to help carry the load. That's all I got in this week's story, which was more like a PSA for building your own village. This week in our Bonding with a Book segment, I wanted to offer you this beautiful picture storybook by Nancy Tillman called You're Here for a Reason. This by far is when I feel like Max has 
kind of lost sight of his purpose or lost sight of the fact that he is loved beyond recognition because you know sometimes we get into our ruts and we're in the go to go do this go do that and there are times where they're just not the most cooperative they're children right sometimes you have to restart Sometimes you have to remind them that they're loved. Sometimes you have to tell them that even when they're not at their best, they're still loved. And you are here for a reason is one of the most beautiful examples of that. The very last page of this book always says you are loved. I don't care how old your kid is. I don't care how many times a day you say it. I think our children need to be reminded constantly they are loved. Even when Max has been naughty or I have to adhere consequences to him, I always say, I love you. I don't like what happened or I don't like the event or thing that occurred and that nothing can stop me from loving you. And I think we all need to remind our kids because they feel like, You don't love me because you're doing X, Y, and Z. But I want to read to you one of my favorite parts of this book. It says, you're here for a reason. If you think you're not, I would just say that perhaps you forgot. A piece of the world that is precious and dear would surely be missing if you weren't here. If not for your smile and your laugh and your heart, this world we call home would be missing a part. Thank goodness you're here. Thank goodness times two. I can't imagine a world without you. And then the very last page says, you are loved. And Nancy Tillman has a bunch of amazing, wonderfully warm and fuzzy books. You are here for a reason. And wherever you are, my love will find you. And I Know You Anywhere, My Love, are my favorites. And we own those plus on the night you were born. But I think it is really great for us to affirm that their lives have purpose as often as we can. And to tell them, no matter what, that they are loved and that their lives are purposeful and have a reason. We just don't know what it is, but we're on this adventure together. So that is my warm and fuzzy bonding with a book segment you're here for a reason by nancy tillman and finally in our parenting toolbox suggestion i'm suggesting cooking with your kids oh yeah an oldie but a goodie but i'm gonna put a spin on it if you are like me and i've already admitted in the episode i don't cook I have never fried a piece of chicken in my life. I know, I'm a black female in America and I have never fried chicken. Let that settle on you. Me and the kitchen, we're not good friends. However, it has become a nice bonding moment with Max and I. He really enjoys being in the kitchen. He likes helping. He likes making the food and saying how his food tastes better even though we're doing the same thing. But there is something to be said with food that's made with love. Now, if you're like me and you're not a big cook, I have a solution for you. They are called mug meals and there are whole cookbooks about them. This is 
making single smaller doses in a mug and or bowl um, mug meals you know the alliteration there but you make smaller doses they're quicker to whip up and your little one will learn a lot of academic skills in here so this isn't one of those situations in which you would oh do the recipe off of head this is one of those ones where you actually would be following a recipe together one it reinforces reading two following sequential order three measurement which lends itself to fractions in math and they're learning patience and follow through there are so many and when i say so many i mean i did not realize how many things you can make with a microwave and a mug but they're all these wonderful things i have been taught by wife alicia that you have to mise en place everything you do what does that mean that means you have to measure out all of the ingredients before you even get into the recipe. So that's the preparation. They're learning. They're doing this. And you get to talk to them. It's like art therapy. Except it's cooking therapy. Once you've established what the step is. They let their guards down. And they speak freely. And you really get to know your kid. And what's going on in their lives. Beyond the surface things that they tell you. I've learned more about his interests. His friends. Friends that aren't really friends, but they're in the same class. Things that he enjoys about soccer, his favorite books. This all happened while making something really small like uh, ramen in a mug, which is a lot fresher. Now, I understand a lot of people don't really like microwaves, but if you're not anti-microwave, I really suggest trying a microwavable meal or a smaller meal in which you and your kid can prep, lay out the ingredients, and go from start to finish. And remember, if you do this with them, if the meal would take you by yourself 30 minutes to do, add one hour to that prep time. I learned this the hard way making banana bread with Max. It took way longer because we had to measure everything out slowly and I was allowing him to do it while we talked but we had such a great time and the story that comes from it you know he made the banana bread he put chocolate chips in it and at the end he was so excited to eat it and he I cut it and I gave it to him he says mm, that piece tastes like banana let me see if the other one does it's banana bread son it all tastes like banana. No, I think that one piece had banana in it. This side won't. And, and just the, the comedy that came from that. But you get to make wonderful memories. They get to eat and you get to eat things that they made. So they have pride from having created it. And you're also reinforcing academic skills. I say cook with your kid. It won't even cost you your cup of coffee. This is money you've already spent and you will make great memories with your little ones. So that's my parenting toolbox suggestion. Well, be mine is parent posse. That's all I've got for you this week. I really hope that the things that I've been discussing and putting out there for you have been helpful. I'd like to know what you think please take the time to rate and review us on any of your platforms 
send me a direct message and let me know what you think. I am doing this to help the digital village. And sometimes I feel like I'm out here just talking to myself. So let me know what you want to hear. Let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know your needs. Please rate, review, and give feedback so I can be of service to you. This is your queen B-mom over here, your edutainment expert, Max's mom, signing out for the week. Have an amazing week. Stay healthy and enjoy these last few days of sunny, warm weather if you're in an inclement weather area like myself. The dog days of winter are ahead of us, and I hope you and your little one enjoy whatever you do this week. Be awesome and be kind to each other. Bye.